welcome to the final episode of Soberish. For those of you that didn't know this was coming, sorry to drop the bomb like this. The aliens are so vague when I see what's coming on the trajectory. I think that's so I get to enjoy it with the rest of you. Uh, enjoy is in air quotes. This time last year, what I saw was a glitter, the infamous glitter hitting the planet. And what I said about the glitter was that it was going to force force us to relive our worst nightmare over and over and over again until we faced it, played this final boss. And I don't know why. I always think because I see this stuff coming, I'm not going to have to deal with it. But I ended up in the karmic washing machine with everybody else. I'll get into that in a minute. The, uh, this year what I see is some energy that hits the planet. Energy is all I'm getting. Energy that hits the planet between January and March. I don't know that this will necessarily play out externally. It feels very internal. The energy comes from inside the planet and goes up in the air. And that doesn't mean it won't play out externally. But essentially the energy makes it to where it balances the scales. It makes it to where uh, you have to be working within the harmony of nature in order to function. And that was pretty vague. It makes me feel very hopeful where last year was like death. This year feels like a, a crisp glass of water. There's still a lot of death of the old things, but... Most of what we're seeing of the old system has a real corpse vibe. I don't know if you noticed the like real walking dead. That will continue to die. And if we don't identify with it, we won't experience that death quite the same. Something that happened in the last few months as I'm learning how to deal with my new physical body and how it works is like I get a cup. Apparently this is called spoon theory in the autoimmune thing. I learned that on a live stream when I described the sensation, but it's like every day I get a cup of masculine energy. I used to be an infinite creator of this energy and could do everything. Uh, now I get a cup of it a day. There is this other energy. There is this, this feminine receptive energy, but it's so subtle and it's so easy to scare it away. And what happens is I now have a finite amount of energy. And now that I have a finite amount of energy, I realize how many things I was still doing that I didn't want to do. The people I was doing them for had changed, but it was still guilt and obligation and shame motivating so many things in my life. And the thing is, I used to have so much energy, I could just do it because I still had tons of energy to do whatever I want. But now I got a cup. And so every day I go, how do I want to spend this cup? Do I want to spend this cup doing things that will make people think I'm a good person? That will keep people from being mad at me? Because that's my karmic washing machine. That's my glitter. That's my worst nightmare. And I think that this is something, whatever this is that I'm going through, maybe the entire world will get bit by a tick between <laughs> January and March. I don't know. It feels very similar. When I wake up in the morning, I have to go stand out on the earth with my bare feet and I have to drink juice and I have to think. I have to really like not think mental racing, but like I have to be intentional in my life and I have to be in my body, which, you know, not usually my jam. And of all times to be in my body, now I'm here and the knee doesn't work. 
I got some downloads about that void that we were just in. It's like very nihilistic, very nihilistic. I'm not usually that nihilistic. I'm usually like, yeah, nothing matters. That's why it's fun. But I couldn't figure out what the fuck I wanted, which I feel like that's most of my job is telling you guys to figure out what the fuck you want. But I couldn't figure it out. Nothing sounded good. Nothing sounded interesting. Nothing sounded challenging. And uh, I was almost too, like too awake. This sounds insufferable. I no longer think being awake makes us superior. I mean, I haven't thought that for a long time. But now that I know that everyone's going to wake up at some point, but a bunch of people are just going to wake up the day that the new world is already built, those are the smart ones, right? We're the idiots. This sucks sometimes. It's actually amazing, but it sucks sometimes. But in this darkness, I don't know if these lime microbes were like chewing on a part of my brain that I had never accessed before. But in this darkness, there was like, I was too, it's like, ah, I already know how every fucking thing plays out. You know, I see both sides of every, all sides of every goddamn thing. And the, uh, the aliens didn't speak for 30 straight days. And for 30 straight days, I sat just despondent. Maybe it was more than 30 days. I don't know. This kicked in, I don't know, the 20th of October. And I came out of it like a week ago. Heavy, dark, man. Dark night of the soul. And most days I just could there was nothing to do. There was nothing to do. Nothing fixed it. There was no pep talk. There was nothing. I just, and I kind of got that. It was like, I'm, I've hit the wall and I'm completely alone and my body's falling apart. And there was like plenty of opportunities to be like, what if it's all over? What if your body's going to fall apart? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't indulge too much of that shit. I'll spend an hour in that and then be like, you oh, fucking reality doesn't suddenly become real because I'm unable to walk. But it was the nothingness, man. It was the it was a it was a long void. And then I don't know. The aliens found their cell phone. I don't know what the fuck. And they said that we had beat a level. Those of us that were in that void had beat a level. There is not a race. It is not a race. If you didn't go through the void, you're lucky. And uh, it doesn't matter. But they show I saw like a picture of us like floating we had floated to the ceiling and then the ceiling was a door and it just hadn't opened up yet and they said mystery will re return soon and the vibe I got was two to four weeks from them so mid-December and then I started reading about Saturn moving into Aquarius Saturn's been in Capricorn for three years and here's interesting Saturn left Capricorn and went into Aquarius from when March to July of this year. March to July is really when it was like, oh shit, anything can happen. And then it felt like, I don't know, the desire to go back to like the old way kind of muted everything. And then in the last few months, it's been like, oh no, is nothing going to change? But everything's about to change. There's a possibility without all this Capricorn, we're not going to see it happen as catastrophic. Right now, it doesn't feel like we desire it to happen as catastrophic. Shortly after that, I was like, well, Aquarius is a, is a different vibe, man. Aquarius is a different vibe. It's freedom. It's freedom. And autonomy. All these energies that I really love. And it's inventive. 
and it's about the collective, but in, like individuality. It's very aloof. It's not attached to outcome. Somebody sent me an article of a millennial that is about to get their trust fund or whatever. They're like 25. Does that make them a very young millennial? Anyway, there's about to be the biggest transfer of wealth of like super rich boomers passing down their money. And the thing is, is that the younger generations, they're born like wired different. And so we keep thinking like capitalism is this because it is its own consciousness, but it's a consciousness wired to the people from that from that age. And we keep thinking this is going to go on forever because we think that all of humanity is what that old stuff is. But we have grown and healed and changed and healing is what does it. I got chastised by the aliens for jumping on that eat the rich thing. Part of it was because I had been, you know, hurt by, I grew up poor. And so I had all that internalized shit. And then I had guilt about having ever found success myself and everything. So I was, I was pretty heavy, kill the billionaires, eat them earlier in the year. And uh, I toned that down a little bit because the aliens were like, hey, idiot. Uh... There are people in the, this group, this very small group of people that could change the entire landscape of reality for everyone if they got up off of that money. Do you think screaming in their face that you want them dead would make them get off of the money? Or what would make them get off the money? And I'm like, they'd have to wake up. They'd have to heal. And if they healed, they would feel just like I feel when I have money in my savings account and I know that someone doesn't have fucking rent. I would be like, here, take my money. And they were like, yeah, so why, why are you projecting your fucking internalized capitalism trauma onto them rather than sending them some sort of, you know, healing vibes or whatever the fuck. I don't really believe in sending people healing vibes, but like, why are you sending them that vitriol so that they become defensive energetically rather than introspective? And also, why are you doubting our ability to shift that consciousness? This was a few months ago. And I was like, oh, damn. Okay. I just like to talk shit. You know what I mean? Can I fucking talk shit about somebody, please? Can I have an external enemy so I can make fun of them on my podcast? God damn it. Anyway. So then somebody sends me this article shortly after. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Fuck, I don't believe in healing vibes. But, like, no offense to people who believe in healing vibes. I just have never felt myself. I, whenever I go to send that to somebody, I'm like, I send them gra- I gratitude for their existence. But I just feel like, I don't know. Uh, I probably just don't get it because it's popular. But I did start daydreaming about the billionaires waking up. And I did start daydreaming about, wow, that really is, it's not a jump cut and it really is such a shift. Like, and there is just something where it's totally plausible that Jeff Bezos has some kind of, uh, you know, night before Christmas Scrooge dream that just snaps him out of it. And he fucking like, I'm like, oh damn, that is such a better than we, you know, chop them up in their bonkers. Cause we still don't know where the money is after we chop them up. You know what I mean? So... I've been thinking about that. Like, I've been daydreaming about that. And I'm like, oh, that is a much better plot, right? 
And that's just what happens. If people are awake and conscious, and I started to be shown like the programming that they're in and the reality that they're in and that how so many people in that position, you know, they grew up like the wealthy are gross, man. They're fucking weird. Like generational wealth, I've encountered a lot. They're fucking weirdos. And they have all this, they put all this shit on this projections onto their kids. And then their kids spend their entire life just trying to make their dad proud. And it's like, the only way to make your dad proud is to hoard more wealth. And it's like, they don't even have a fucking, they can't even conceive of the rest of us. And it's like, what if they could? You know, what if they realized the best way, like they woke up and they were like, my parents' shit is not my shit. Fuck you, dad. And then stuck it to their parents by giving away their money. I swear to God, this is the shit I've been daydreaming about. So someone sends me this article the other day. Some millennials about to get, uh, I can't remember what the amount is, but it's a hundred, it's a hundred million dollars over the course of the next few, whatever. And, uh, I never fully read anything. I skim everything, but they're like, yeah, I'm just going to use it to tear down the system. The system sucks. And I was like, oh shit, it's not even going to be the boomers waking up. It's just, they have to hand their kids. Cause that's what they're doing it. They're doing it for this legacy jerk off motion, like fucking, who cares about your legacy? Your legacy is people didn't have a fucking home while you hoarded wealth. And then I've been thinking about how the peer pressure will change around money. It used to be we, poor people, used to pedestalize rich people. And if that goes away, they're not getting that ego. There's only so much shit you can do with money. The money represents winning at the old game. If the game changes, then the people don't want to hoard the money anymore. Anyway. It's like going to be fine. It's going to be the, 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 the premise of the game is shifting. The people in power are shifting and we are doing a great job. Everyone is uh, doing a great job. And I'm excited for this Aquarian energy to hit the planet and see what happens next. For me, that glitter manifested. My worst nightmare is people being mad at me. And that took like, I didn't know that. Um, until I think Mormon and the meth head is where I learned that. And then I kept thinking I was over it. And then it really kicked in this year at the beginning of the year. People were mad at me who had the right to be mad at me. They just made decisions that were in my best interest and not theirs. And then I reacted to them being mad at me by doing things I really regret. And then, you know, then people at the podcast got mad at me for who the fuck knows what. And then, you know, and then next thing you know, I'm like, soaking up people being mad at other people and I just it fucked me up I got so fucked up in it and I like couldn't even figure out which way was up I had to leave social media and like regroup I've had to regroup several times this year and be like why am I so reactive to my environment why am I engaged in this back and forth with people I don't even know why am I like what is all of this and at the core it's like yeah I'm just afraid I'm bad you know we're all afraid that we're bad Someone being mad at you really fucking presses that button. And I tend to, I have a, a fawn trauma response, a freeze fawn trauma response I've learned. And I will do whatever I think people want of me in order to not have to deal with that anymore. And so that's a, it's a new, a different way to become inauthentic, you know? 
And so mixed up in like a lot of good intentions and whatever, I took on a lot of stuff, like a lot of stuff that just wasn't stuff I was supposed to take on. I uh, forgot that I was a comedian and that I'm funny and that, you know, I talk into a microphone for a living. I was trying to do 5,000 other things. And then the universe is like, well, now you get a cup a day. You want to keep trying to like do this other stuff or do you want to let other people do this other stuff and you do the thing that you came here to do? So, uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty interesting to learn. I don't think this is going to be a very long episode. It's weird. I really don't have much more to say. I mean, I died on this podcast so many fucking times. I don't feel like anything close to the person I was when I started this podcast. Actually, weirdly, it's this thing with awakening. I feel like what I seemed like at the beginning of this podcast. Like, we present one version of ourselves and then we have to go through hell to become that version of ourselves. I don't know. Uh, I got too serious. Everything's too fucking serious and it's killing me. It's like killing me. And it, I, I think we're all being too serious. This is a game and it is serious. There's serious shit out there, but those two things can exist at the same time. There comes a point where we get so serious that we don't function. We don't, we're not helping, you know? We have to be able to hold space for the seriousness and still and still laugh. It's this and that. Speaking of this and that, you can buy this and that merch now <laughs> uh, on jessery.com. You can also get Alien School and the Dead Owl merch there. That's pretty funny. I got to work more sales pitches into my serious moments. Things I hope that we all learn together here on this podcast is to accept your own energy. Don't judge the way that your energy works against the way that society tells you you should be. You don't have to be productive all the time. Being productive all the time is usually just so that you can make money for other people. Fuck that. Setting boundaries. Figuring out what works for you and that you have the right to decide what your life looks like. Who's in your life. You get to decide that. You get to decide what you're capable of bringing to relationships. You don't have to be something other than what you are because someone else says that you have to do that. You don't have to do that. Choose yourself every opportunity you get. The thing that's like really paradoxical about this is that when you stop, you have to, we have to figure these things out because we're doing so many things out of guilt and obligation. And then when you finally like, get free from this stuff it's like you f we find that we want to do things for people but there's a big difference between doing things for someone so that they don't get mad at you and doing things for someone because you think oh my god they would like this and that's what we're trying to get to and so there is a section of just being a selfish piece of shit to get to figure out how to drive this car of authenticity more than anything else I hope that we have figured out we should laugh more and I don't think I've been a tremendous example of that but I that is my goal right now have more fun I have never in my life been through trauma that I didn't laugh through and man shit has gotten dark here in the last couple of months so that's my uh that's my escape hatch for now is to uh remember 
Because the higher dimensional version of you is sadistically hilarious. And that's the thing. When you tune into that energy, like when I talk to people's guides, the guys are like, this is so, I've like had Mela, I've done like had Mela do readings for me before. And she's, I'm, I'm devastated calling her devastated in a bathtub. And, and I'm like, can you tell me what's going on right now? And she's like, uh, all I know is that you're taking it too serious, whatever this thing is. And it, to me, it's like the most gut-wrenching, horrible thing ever. And she's like, yeah, your guys are just laughing at you. And they really are. They're laughing at us. So we're doing a lot of hard work here. And we are having to clear a lot of karma and trauma and everything else. But uh, let's lighten the fuck up a little bit, can we? One thing that will definitely shift just like with the with the the energy last year made it to where you couldn't really be full of shit without everyone being able to see it. One thing that will really shift here is controlling your external environment will no longer be an option. It will become less and less and less of an option. When you're projecting, it will be very obvious that you're projecting. When you are trying to manipulate someone else so that you don't have to do your own work, it will be very obvious that you're doing it. When you're making your shit someone else's responsibility, it'll be very obvious. When you're making someone else look like a monster so that you can hide that you actually think you're a monster, it will be very obvious. I have noticed that wallowing in bullshit or projections for more than 15 minutes has a really bad uh, uh, fucking outcome in my physical reality fast. I mean fast. And that's going to suck while we're learning that lesson, but it's going to be pretty sick when we're able to instantly manifest. Remember, you're, you're manifesting all the time. That doesn't mean you can't feel negative feelings. But when you are like, so-and-so is the problem, they're doing this, don't ever do that without going, okay, like, like asking yourself. But since the odds are I'm projecting my shadow onto someone else, where does this exist in me? These things I don't like in the world, where do they exist in me? Not only does that help you from, prevent you from creating a nightmare reality for yourself, it also helps you heal things within you because this nightmare out here is the product of all of our shadows if we woke, work on our own individual shadows we can heal this thing out there um that doesn't mean you know that there isn't shit out there i'm not saying that but where we have the most ability to shift reality is healing ourselves, working on ourselves, stepping into our power. If our power has had a negative effect on other people, dealing with that within ourselves, dealing with our own programming. The old game was an external game that we tried to control our external environment in order to feel balanced in our internal environment. And now that's switching. You balance the internal environment and then watch it reflected outwards. I think it was always that. But it was a, um, it was like a first person shooter game. So we experienced it different. I don't have a ton more to say. Uh, Patreon still going strong. It's two bonus episodes a month. I'm still going to be doing those with guests. It's just two bonus episodes a month. I, you guys leave sometimes and you say I was not as active as you thought, but it's literally the, the, the tier is called two bonus episodes a month. Uh, the $10 tier is for, energy updates they're 20 minutes to an hour long depending on my cup of masculine energy <coughs> health issues and uh for at the 20 dollars tier there is for 
live streams. The the ten dollar tier, those are live streams too. Anyway, who cares? Uh, merch at jessreed.com. You can find the Patreon at jessreed.com. I wish you all the best, and I think it's safe to assume that you will all be doing a great job. Take care. Oh shit, also I forgot. I did start a new podcast. What did you think I was going to stop talking into microphones? It's called Awakening OD. It's available now on Apple and Spotify. I don't know about all the rest. Feel free to jump off here. The rest of you, I'll catch you over there. Thank you.